Hello, this is Brooke Brown from Trending Topics with BB Podcast. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, play whenever you want. So just pick your sport and draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Over $1 billion will be won at DraftKings.com this year, and you could be the next one to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code CULTURE to play free. That's CULTURE for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Not a fan of fantasy sports? Well, that's okay. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trendingtopicswithbb and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash trendingtopicswithbb. That's audibletrial.com slash trending topics with BB and get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Hello and welcome to another episode of Trending Topics with BB. You're finally here. Yes, there was no previous episode from the past week, but we're back and ready to go this week. Before I get into who my guests will be on this episode, I do want to remind you that you can find out a little bit more about me on my website, brookinbrown.com. You will get links to this podcast. You will also get maybe links to my social media if you aren't are already connected. Uh, please follow this podcast at TT with BB. Amazing on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Saxy15 on Twitter and get all the nitty-gritty details. And um, after you do all of that cool stuff, uh, take a minute to go to the iTunes page. Uh, give us a good rating. Maybe a comment. It'll help other listeners find us on that iTunes network, as well as Stitcher. We are on that as well. Uh, it takes a few ratings to get noticed on that as well. So please just give me a good uh, rating if you have found this to be entertaining for your ears. All right. Now, many people will know I'm huge into music. I'm huge into all genres of music, minus country. That's a whole other uh, podcast maybe I could uh, get into. But due to the awesomeness that is social media this day, there are a lot of people you can reach that maybe you wouldn't have thought of you could reach years ago. And um, many years ago, I connected with New Shoes uh, on Twitter. And well, I reached out to them to join me on this podcast because I knew that they were on the new Freestyle Explosion or Freestyle Tours going on in the last maybe three to four years. And a lot of people don't know that a lot of us who are into EDM today uh, were fans of Freestyle First uh, as well. So we get a, a little into that conversation. Um, and I, I want to, uh, I, you'll hear it, but again, I want to thank Valerie and John of New Shoes for joining me for this episode of the podcast. And as you will hear, get at them on their website, get on their mailing list so they can give you information about their new album coming up. So be, without spoiling anymore, 
I do want to get in without further ado uh, to my awesome chat with Valerie and John of Newstrews. All right. So uh, thank you, Valerie and John, for joining me. Like I said, I'm a huge longtime fan, and we'll get into that in a minute. But um, uh, thanks for joining me. California, correct? Uh, No, we live in Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Oregon, okay. So we were talking time zones, so I got a little mixed, but that's all right. Um, We don't know where we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm in Arizona, so it's hard for me to, like, know. I have to know what everybody else does because we never change. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, again, I appreciate this. So, Oh, and what part of Oregon are you guys? Because I actually have family up in, like, the Portland area. That's where we are. All right. Well, small world. All right, so great. So um, before we kind of get into, like, questions I have musically, I kind of just um, first want to get this out of the way, kind of like my um, – It's like I said, it's an honor for me to be speaking with you both. But um, actually, this past year, um, I had the privilege of – speaking in front of an audience for five minutes on my love of, like, electronic music. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually started out my piece with alluding to you guys and then kind of, like, the evolution to where we are today. Um, it's actually on YouTube, so at maybe after this, I'll send you guys the link and um, you can give me what you guys think about it. it like I said, it's only a five-minute um presentation I did, so I had to put a lot of information. Yeah, yeah cool. We'd love to hear it, yeah. Okay, great. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to put that. So, yeah, I, when I was a young kid, um, I actually got into your music and the whole freestyle movement when I was actually young. I grew up in a very eclectic musically household because my dad was a musician, and I grew up playing the saxophone. Um, I did band, the marching band, the whole thing, and I just... Uh, I gravitated to a lot of tour music, but I feel like you guys were pretty groundbreaking in the, along with um, the rest of the freestyle genre. So uh, I first, like, I actually had a chance to look at your post recently about what you guys were looking for feedback on what you guys sound like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was fun. And that was, a- that was an awesome, it was awesome to see what other people thought. Um, and I like. I, you know, I thought it was ironic too because I was, I, I'm a huge Earth, Wind, and Fire fan too because I grew up with my parents loving it, you know. Um, sure. But, but in my opinion, I feel like you guys are, I mean, there's the freestyle, but I feel like you guys as new shoes have your own, I don't want to say subgenre, but kind of, I don't know, flair, flavor, I don't know what the best word would, would be. So, um, I know you guys are working on some stuff, and um, I feel like uh, a lot of people don't know the history. So can we kind of, like, for those people, the new listeners and the younger people that maybe don't study music like I do, kind of, like, start with how you guys kind of began and, and, and what it was like for that whole freestyle and then kind of how people are, like, re... I don't know what the but, word is. You know... It's funny because um, John and John started the band in Portland, Oregon, in 1979, and before that, um, we both had been playing in Latin bands. Um, in college, I played in a in a salsa band, 
and uh, John played in a in a band called Felicidades, and they did all kinds of Latin-influenced music. World music is what they call it now. Um, we didn't have any idea what freestyle was. Uh, even even as, like four years ago, we were go- we we knew we were lumped into the freestyle category, but um, for us it was just always Latin music, and that somehow influenced because of, of course I played percussion and Latin percussion, it influenced some of the sound, um, and so it's just interesting that I'm glad we are a part of the freestyle thing because it's wonderful music. But we also were heavily influenced by a lot of the Motown stuff and Earth, Wind, and Fire and, um, and, jazz. and jazz, bop and post bebop like Coltrane and Charlie Parker. Yeah. You know. So our our early formative years were uh, there was a lot of experimentation going on. John, if I can speak for him, Rough. <laughs> was totally just interested in arranging. Um, he just wanted to to write horn charts. And um, the the most fun horn charts around are are from all those styles of music, actually. Yeah, salsa and the Earth, Wind, and Fire stuff, and the Tower of Power stuff. You know, so um, when we started out, we were uh, we had four horns and backup singers. We, we were twelve people, and then we, we took up half the dance floor in one of the clubs we played. Yeah, at. <laughs> and then like, we scaled it down to nine. Um, <clears throat> and we lived in this town where there weren't, there wasn't a, uh, a lot of that kind of music going on at the time, and um, we got to play a lot, and that was a really wonderful thing. That doesn't get to happen, I don't think, to a, for a lot of musicians now. Uh, we played for seven years, um, between two and five nights a week, and on the nights that we weren't playing we were rehearsing because we were trying to make our book fresh all the time and so you know we needed to get new tunes in the in the set uh we did four hours a night did i already say that um which also doesn't happen now everybody's got you know like an hour show or an hour and a half or they you know they have an opening act and anyway we grew up in a great time in portland because it was there weren't a lot of band, as many bands as there are now it was um not even a creative place because it rains for nine months out of the year, so there's not much else to do, especially if you don't have any money. You have to create something, and it was cheap to live here then. So um, kind of a perfect storm, I think, for a young band. Awesome. So I want to go back to kind of something you you began to... So when you guys began, excuse me, you guys didn't vote like, feel that you were the freestyle, you guys were, you know, had heavily influenced by other genres. Um, why do you think that maybe a lot of us and other people have kind of, I mean, I, a lot of you, we'll get to, like, how your music has evolved, but, like, how you guys fell into kind of the genre that you're known for today. Is it because you guys gravitated towards that? type of style or was it just no I think it was because that guy in Holland did a remix of I Can't Wait and he put that electronic thing on the front that we call lovingly call the barking seal and uh, right you know because because we were just not club people you 
you know, we were jazz hippies, you know, and, and really New Shoes was all, originally the idea was just to do enough cover tunes so that we could uh, play avant-garde <laughs> jazz music, you know, like, uh, um, I don't know if any of your listeners know um, the album Birth of the Cool by, Marl, My, by Miles Davis. Right, uh, yeah. It was arranged by Gil Evans, you know, and that was the original model. And so when I Can't Wait became a huge hit in the clubs, it took us totally by surprise. And we went to the New York clubs and discovered that there was this whole world going on that we knew absolutely nothing about. You know, people would show up there at, you know, midnight and dance till 8 in the morning, and then on the way home they'd buy... 12-inch singles and then sleep for a few hours and start the process all over, you know. Uh, so we knew nothing about this, and we were not from that. We were from this. The, the other great thing about Portland was that there was a heavy emphasis on original music here. At that time, there was a club that actually, here called The Last Hurrah, that actually required that you play I think 80% original music. Yeah. Which is unheard of usually for, you know, not just uh, for the West Coast dance clubs at the time. So that was also really a helpful thing because we were a terrible cover band. We tried to to cover other people's music and we did, you know, okay with the Motown stuff because it was really fun to sing, but... Wow, we just never quite got it right. Yeah, and I don't think our hearts were in it either. Yeah, which you know, so it was great. It It was great that the original thing was happening because we could sound like us usually. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I think what what's cool about hearing that is that a lot of people, maybe some of the listeners, or just with the way the music is today, is like. And if people start a band, they usually start a cover band, and yet it's either good or it's either bad. But I, but they never find their own sound. You guys found your own sound based on what you like to play. Is that what I'm gathering? Yeah. Yeah. We, and were, it was... we were always kind of, um, we couldn't help but the, the, do the things we were passionate about because we just, I don't know. Couldn't just be journeyman sort of musicians and and had had a thing. And John, I have to say, um, you know, had a lot of uh, passion for songwriting too. You know, he just loved um, and still does loves writing charts and hearing them getting them played. You know, that that's his favorite part. The whole showbiz thing. That's like uh, whatever. But <laughs> creating creating new music and then hearing the band play it for the first time, I think I can safely say that's that's what you live for. Yeah, I was trying to finish two songs a week in, in addition to everything else, and you know, really follow our own path because uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I think that a lot of the public perception of new shoes is just based on I can't wait. You know, we get so identified with that. It's like the song that ate the band, you know, <laughs> when really uh, we had to, um, when we went out on the freestyle tour starting three years ago, we had to look up freestyle on Wikipedia. 
Oh, really? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's how ignorant True we story, were. yeah. Yeah. We're like, what are we doing on this tour anyway? Oh, we get it. There's some Latin influence in our band. And we're grateful for that, actually, because yeah. um, we've gotten introduced to all these bands that we, some of whom we had listened to and knew of because they were also crossover artists, you know, on these charts. Because we were on the dance, urban, R&B, pop charts, and so there was a lot of crossover thing going on. Um, like people like Expose and Lisa Lisa and Cult, uh, Full Force and Cult Jam, we listened to those guys all the time. We were just huge fans. And so um, then all these other freestyle artists that are more uh, East Coast from Miami and New York, you know, they go back and forth. Like the Cover Girls and stuff, you yeah, mean? Yeah, no, and the Cover Girls had some pop crossover stuff too. Um, no, like... TKA and some of the stuff that happened in the 90s we were ah, really not aware of. I so missed the 90s. We've been turned on to a, a whole, the whole thing ourselves, which is kind of fun in this time period of our lives. So you just mentioned I Can't Wait as like the song that ate the band, but if somebody mentions that song with you guys, people automatically identify it. And I tend well, to kind of go along like people kind of identify you guys with that song. It's, it's so yeah, it's, well, it's, yeah. So what I'm getting at is, like, with uh, the resurgence, is, is, do you find the song, are you sick of the song is what I'm getting at? Or <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. I'm really proud of it. And, and there was an earlier version before the Dutch guy got a hold of it that's called the American Mix. And that's if you heard that, it's like a horn band tune. If you heard the American mix, you would go, oh, yeah, I get it. That's what they sounded like, you know. And then this guy did a really brilliant, no, I'm not sick of it at all. And, and I think we're both proud of it, and I think that it still sounds current. It still thumps really hard next to everything else on the radio. Right, because... But it's uh, just funny, because people say, oh, I, we love your music, you know. What the, what they mostly mean is that they love I Can't Wait, you know, and... Because that's the thing that penetrated the, the most into the... World. ...public consciousness, because it was played so much, um, you know, at that time period. It was like, wow. So, yeah. And, you know, the but the cool thing about now, and I might be skipping ahead a little too fast here, but... The cool thing about now is that if people um if people find you and follow you and and get get your you can do music that and get it to people whereas you couldn't before. I mean, when we did three records for Atlantic and the last one wasn't released and there wasn't anything we could do about that really, yeah. you know? I mean, we and by the time that happened, we'd been making the record for 4 years and had written um, probably over a hundred songs, uh, most of which had been turned down. It gets pretty disheartening. So you just feel like, in those days, you didn't have direct contact with your audience, so you didn't know if there was anybody actually caring about what you were doing. And at that point in time, we just sort of went, you know, this is not fun anymore. And if it's not fun, the music suffers. And so we went on. We went back to doing jazz, and John went into doing commercials and film and music and and we we got to have a really great 25 year break. Yeah. From, we raised the kids and and did all kinds of other styles of music that we love and and that was 
that was really good. Really psychologically, emotionally uh, good thing to do. And Valerie's right about the uh, the internet thing now um, because we have connected with uh, fans who um, like to go deeper. You know, they know, they know what we're doing now. We're making a record right now um, that's really going back to the roots. You know, it's like like 1981 model new shoes, but with better lyrics and. Um, and there's people that are really interested in that, so it's fun. It's, it's a actually cool how we uh, it's actually how we met you, right? You know, I mean, the, we we got uh, connected on on uh, Twitter, which is exactly a wonderful thing, you know. It is well, too, and I it was actually I've been following you guys on Twitter and stuff for a couple of years now, or so, probably back before. Or maybe even before um you guys joined the freestyle like tours. Uh-huh. And um I don't think a lot of people at that time on Twitter kinda knew you guys were on. Like a lot of people don't know I mean, you guys they do now, but I mean at the time like I was very I'm very like a music like a huge music fan, so I was always searching for finding out ways to follow people I'm a fan of. So I think it's cool that, like, people are finding you guys even now, um, before, like, like, they didn't even know you guys were on social media or anything like that, so it's cool. That's what has really helped about doing the freestyle tours is that every city we go to, um, you know, there's there's, uh, uh, publicity around the show that gets out there, and there's radio that, a radio station usually involved that plays the music, and... And um, and then, of course, people, you know, thousands of people come to these shows and they see that we're out there again. And then they go, oh, I wonder if they're on Facebook or Twitter. And they, they come and hang out. And that that has been really helpful. And fun. Yeah. It's a real fun, fun part is the people connection. Awesome. So you mentioned commercials, and I kind of wanted to get, so uh, to kind of, Point back to what we we spoke about a, a minute or two ago. So the are you guys in charge of the like the Target commercial? Say that again. Like, like in in terms of like uh, I can't wait like being part of the commercial. Like, are did you in terms of creating commercials? Were you guys John? Like, were you in? Did you guys approach Target, or did Target approach you? Like Target approached like- our publishing administrator, and oh, okay. uh, I was already out of the ad business by then. Um, but I spent twenty years doing commercials locally, um, and a few national things like Nike and stuff. But um, yeah, Target approached our publishers, and um, then who have to who have to ask us if we are interested in having our song used in whatever it is that is being pitched and we said yes and um then then we didn't hear anything for like 9 months yeah 9 months which is sometimes happens and sometimes we know that these things aren't going to happen and sometimes we do what we didn't know was that they um we we heard they were going to approach uh, somebody else to do a remake of it, and they ended up, um, as you know, Brooke, um, getting Questlove to produce, 
and then um, there's a Swedish duo called Iconopop who are right. great, and they redid the song with Questlove producing, and and they just did a really good job. I mean, we we could never redo the the the, the record, I don't think. No, because we're a terrible cover band. <laughs> yeah, we can't even cover ourselves really. But uh, it it also sort of saves the original recording and and keeps it in a its own niche, which I think is good because um, people do have a connection to it, an emotional one, and we respect that. So having the original version not be in a commercial like that is perfect, you know. And then uh, and then Questlove and and Iconopop did something with it that we wouldn't have done. And and it, the commercials look great too. Don't they? The whole plaid thing. I have plaid pajamas and slippers now, and I mean we're just like I, we don't know why we're we're really incensed with plaid. <laughs> well, what I was gonna get with that is, I think it's also introducing a whole new generation to that song to you guys. Yes. It's kind of like its own cycle, if that's the right word to put on it. Yeah, so sure. That's kind of yeah. why I wanted to touch on it because. The first time I saw the commercial, I, like, jumped up, and I was like, oh, well, that's awesome, because a lot of people, other than me, that, like, knows the song might not be aware right. Um, mm-hmm. right. of the history, so the, I just wanted to kind of touch on that. younger people, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, talk, to interrupt. I, I just, I've heard all these stories about, you know, well, I was watching the, the you know, whatever it was, some show with my kids, and... They were like, "Well, we love the song," and then, and then the parents go, "All right, you have to hear the original." And then they look us up, and and that's cool. That's really fun. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of traffic from it. It's neat. That's awesome. So you guys mentioned a new album, and I I already knew you guys kind of. I obviously follow you guys, so I knew you guys were. But for the listeners out there, and for those people that are unaware, um, and you said you're going back to the roots of kind of. Uh, really where it all began. So um, how's the process going in terms of just putting out new material all these years later? Mm. Well, uh, it's been a really fun record to make. I still call them records, you notice. Um, um, yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think I've ever had this much fun making a record um, because... Um, at the end of last year, we finished our shows for the year and looked around and went, wow, we have a studio, we have a great band now, you know, we should make a record. And so, you know, that um, we we all have a certain process. I, I don't believe in writer's block, so it's easy to just plunge right in. And, uh, yeah, it's been going really well. The, the other thing that happened with this record, which is, never happened before, is that um, a year ago when John started, or a little over a year ago in October of 2014 when John started writing songs for this record, he went out into the studio, into his man cave, and um, ended up writing some classical pieces. And and then it was like, wait a minute, that's not what I'm doing out here. Yeah, I'm no. Supposed to be, <laughs> I'm supposed to be writing a new shoes record. So, so instead of doing that, he had all these paper bags laying around from this um, restaurant down the street that he goes to and gets hamburgers sometimes. And he and our son, who's in his, he's 20 years old now, 
they they made this whole bag all these bag people out of these bags and then they ended up making this town that they lived in and it sort of took over this whole um kitchen island in John's studio and and the bags have these awesome personalities if if you've seen them online have you seen these online Brooke? I don't know I think I I saw a picture the other day but I haven't really uh seen many they're really cool and they they do have personalities of their own and I don't know the way John explained it to me it was like well they were hanging out in the studio with me and we were partying and they needed party music so this is what I created <laughs> And and it really, um, the music is fun and very, uh, very different, you know, just really, we can hardly wait to put it out there. It's going to take a little while longer because these things do take time, but uh, we work a little bit on it every day and the bags are still hanging out and helping us. Well, that's awesome. So the enjoyment of making this new record do you feel like it's coming out in the material? The fact that like there's no pressure, but it's just like your passion and and the music you love and the music you want to create. Well, we found the fun again. Remember, I said before, like we made that record for four years, and it was like, wow, we are wrong. This we we have put blood, sweat, tears, everything into this record. Saliva. And now, yeah, <laughs> and now it's not coming out, and nobody will ever hear the music that we did. So this record is like, is just joyful. It's just joyful. And the people we're making the record with are awesome. We have not only amazing musicians, but the band now is um, different people that we've had over 70 people in our band over the eight years that New Shoes existed from 79 to 92. Um, Wait, that's 14 years. I can't do math. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, but anyway, it, it, these people are all from the different eras of the band, and they are all chosen not because, not only because they're great musicians, but because they're awesome people to hang out with. Because life is too short, and we know that now, and uh, we just want to have fun. Yeah, and we also wanted alumni that that could come in knowing what the shoes was about. Awesome. So, I guess my next question to kind of go along with that um, is, like you guys mentioned that there was, you know, you you spent four years and then it turned out you you didn't release it and it was kind of like a labor of love lost. Uh, In terms of that, like, there's differences in the music business now in the industry and a lot of people have gone independent or, you know, do their own creative path and journey to get music created and, and made. So is it because you guys did take a break that you now can come back and kind of do it the way um, and make it fun and make it, you know, more enjoyable for you guys to do? Or is it, and, you know, just the time, you know, sometimes people say it's just in the stars and the timing, but um, what? why do you think it's, other than just having fun and enjoying the people you're with, why do you think uh, this time around is kind of where, you know, it's going and you're looking forward to what you guys end up with in the final product? Well, you know, when we went out on the freestyle tour, it was just uh, Valerie and I. 
Um, and so that made, and it was just the hits, you know, just our, just our three hits. And so we wanted to, it, it just really made us crave to actually play longer and more and with people and get a horn section, you know, and, uh, so I think that, that the whole project is coming out of that, our desire to actually, um, do a brick and mortar kind of band, you know, and actually um, play and extend it, you know. And you know, I think also besides that, that which lends, uh, I mean, which is all about the, the timing and sort of this this renaissance of '80s music that's been happening over the last four or five years, um, maybe even longer. There's this sort of deeper thing that happens when you're in a different... We're in a totally different part of our lives now. Our son just graduated from high school uh, a few... Three years ago, almost. Wow. And um, and we've been through a lot of stuff, you know? We've been through some hard hard times, and we've we've come out the other side. And when that happens, whether it's, you know... Just the stuff of life, death, illness, all those kinds of things. Music, it's really wonderful to be coming around to being able to use music as something that is healing, you know, which it is. It's, it's when it's, especially when it's joyful, you know, but all kinds of music can be a healing force in the world. And for a long time, because we were sort of heartbroken about the music we'd made that nobody got to hear, um, we kind of we kind of liked the blank aural slate, if you if you know what I mean. The the we didn't listen to music for a while even. No, and books the, on tape, man. And the, and the uh, the music we did listen to had no you know vocals and it. it had nothing to do with dance or R and B. It was just like no drum machine. Yeah, bossa nova. <laughs> yeah, blind. Blind Willie yeah. something. <laughs> Woody Guthrie. Yeah. Whatever, you know. And so so coming back to the music at this stage uh, is really um, is really a gift. Great. And and I'm looking forward to your, your new record. I'll be I'll be like one of the first to, to pick it up. So uh, like like I said, um I appreciate you guys uh, joining me for my podcast, and, and I'll be looking to post this soon, like probably on Monday of next week, as when Great. this will go live. Um, and and thank uh, you, Brooke, for having us. Yeah, no, really for I pre- searching us out and 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 making a connection. Well, I appreciate it. Um, like like I said, I was a fan, and I'll get you guys that that link I mentioned before I forget myself. Um, and I also mm-hmm. wanted to point. You guys came to Arizona for was it the state fair? Yeah, yeah. I missed yeah, you guys did. like a month or two ago, and I was like, ah, bummer. Um, like, yeah, you guys came, and and I was like, oh, my schedule didn't permit, and I was like, oh, I really wanted to come see you guys, but maybe the next time around because. I, I mean, like you, you mentioned, Exposé and Lisa Lisa. I'm also a fan. I'm like a fan of the whole genre, so it would have been sweet if I could make it, but I couldn't at the time. So 
Um, We hope to be back there, that's for sure. And for um, people who might be interested in hearing our band, which is the hardest thing to take on the road because there's so many of us, you know, there's like nine, ten people that we end up having to take, and that sometimes is a little difficult. So when we do our CD release um, concert, we're going to live stream the event so that people around the globe can be there too. And uh, that's the, another wonderful thing about this time period is the technology that you know lets you share the moment with so many people. So we hope to do that. And um, it's not quite the same as being there, but it's at least it's, it's, close. You know, you to, it's closer. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, like I said, I, I thank you guys for joining me, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll chat in the future. Maybe do another podcast, maybe around the release of your record. That'd be and, nice. Uh, yeah. That'd be great. That'd we'll be... have stuff. Maybe we can, you know, we'll just we can send you an advance copy so you can have something to play. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I grew up playing. I I, I put my saxophone down for the last couple of years, and I'm kind of missing it. So when you mentioned horns, and like, I always joke that in another lifetime I would have either been a member of Earthwind and Fire, Chicago, or the Miami Sound Machine. Oh, there you go. Cool in the game. <laughs> Or Cool and the Gang, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks again, you guys. And um, we're, other than, we already talked about Facebook and Twitter, but uh, is there, like, where can people find you for all the new listeners that maybe haven't connected with you guys online? You know, the most important thing to do is sign up for our newsletter. Because um, Twitter, as you know, that you can tweet out there and people sometimes get it, sometimes don't. And Facebook now, for pages, uh, for bands, uh, you really have to pay money for people to be able to see your posts. So the newsletter that we send out just about once a month is all. Um, we try to keep people abreast of what's going on and send them to other places where we might have put video or whatever so that they they have a, an inside track for sure on what's ha- going to happen. Okay, so well, that would be on your website, correct? Yes, so you just go to the website and um, you'll see all kinds of places to sign up. Newshoesmusic.com Awesome. Well, again, thank you, Valerie and John, and uh, have a great holiday season and looking forward to the newsletter and the news of the new album coming up. Thanks so much, Brooke. Cool, thanks. All right. Great to talk thanks. with you. Same here. Uh, you have a good evening. All right. Happy holidays to you. Same here. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.